Welcome to Western North Carolina Original Music, Episode 38. 38 to 1. Those were the odds for 2008 Belmont Stakes winner Datara in a race where he defeated Big Brown, ending that horse's Triple Crown dreams. I'll guarantee you, though, that your odds of enjoying this podcast today are going to be much better than that. Thanks for the intro to James Nolan from Is That Movie Still Good? Available where you get all your quality podcasts. And that is a really good and funny podcast. I highly recommend it. This week, it's Nick Gonnering, who is a 12-string guitarist and singer-songwriter. He's very spiritually influenced, and he has a great story about his life and his songs and some very interesting things to say, which you're going to hear later on in the show. You can find him at nickgonneringmusic.com and also search for him on Facebook and Instagram, and he's on Spotify, so go there, follow him, and see where he's playing around town. He plays, uh, I think, a couple of shows a week at least. He's a very hardworking musician. A lot of people call him the James Brown of the 12 string, or at least they will once they get the t-shirts made up. But right now, here he is, the godfather of the four octave and two sympathetic strings, Nick Gonnering. Broken dirty 
So, uh, Wooden Heart is a song that I wrote after moving to North Carolina here. I've done a lot of like really personal work, I guess you should say, of like just removing blocks in my life to like love and uh, just to like allowing people in. Mm-hmm. And Wooden Heart is kind of a, it's kind of a personification of that in a way where it's talking about taking something that's like you know, like lifeless or like wooden and mm-hmm. like starting in a blaze, you know, to like clear out the space for for new energy to come in. So Wooden Heart is really a, uh, about laying down roots and growing <clears throat> and and kind of getting rid of all those blocks that, that stop you from uh, just having good things in your life, you know. It can be love or it can be uh, happiness or... You know, even financial abundance in general, uh, we all have things that we've gone through in our life that kind of block us from doing that. So it's just clearing a pathway for that, hmm. essentially. Getting rid of the negative mm-hmm. stuff to let the positive come in. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Interesting. Um, so the wooden heart is the thing you're trying to, that's the metaphor for what you're trying to get rid of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like kind of like something like a heart that's seized up, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it also makes good song reference for kindling and mm. um, lighting it up. Like light, I say, light it on fire and burn a hole right through my chest of like burn out just this old junk that's yeah. like stuck where my heart was, you know, or um, where I felt blocked in my life to even just allowing like love into my life or allowing greater things than just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna you know succeed in this you yeah. know or or whatever just all of your relationships everything can benefit from that openness and that availability of you uh being open and allowing that love to flow through kind of like uh the way a, a natural forest fire will clear away exactly. brush for the health of ultimately to be healthy yeah yeah yeah, a lot like that. Um, there's a really cool mandolin orange song called Wildfire. And he says, um, I say, like when the forest burns uh, for the seeds of the pine to sprout new. Oh, yeah. And have that kind of like that new ash always allows for better growth and allows yeah, the forest yeah. to clear out. Some heaven and some hell. 
no stranger You're not a stranger, you're doing well And you never had to choose between some heaven and some hell I can tell though that you face it every day In decisions that you make in the cause you play Oh, I just wanna be a home I wanna be the love that you know We can go So that's a newer song that I have been working on and it kind of goes back even more to that idea of in a binary way, all of life, all the decisions that you'll make in life are either based in fear or love. And when you break it down in a binary spectrum like that, it makes it really easy to kind of clear out the clutter of okay, well, if I am resistant to this, that means that I'm afraid of something coming into my life. Or uh, if I am feeling love for this, then it's all positivity. It's all good coming through. So Stranger is, is really about we have this perception that we need to make a choice between like the good or the bad. But like as you start clearing out more and more of these blocks you recognize that you were never a stranger to the good. Like the bad parts of your life and the things that you call in or that aren't maybe going your way are all lessons in a way to bring you back to that, the peace of the good. And the, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, you can't know that you're happy if you've never experienced sadness. Right. Type thing. Hmm? It's interesting. Okay. 
there's a that also pissed me off. I don't know if this is exactly the kind of thing you're talking about, but there's a there's a um thing. I'm trying to think of a better word for it. There's a process in nature where uh, when a, a bird hatches or anything in an egg hatches, part of their development is opening is getting out of the egg. Mm. And some, if someone has an egg like in an incubator mm-hmm. and they help, like they see the ch- little chicks trying to get out yeah, and they help it, they pull it back. It's bad. Like the chicken might die. It definitely won't be healthy. It's not as strong. Right? right. And it's a very small, it's a small moment in that chicken's life. You think it's nothing. Well, big deal. You know, mm-hmm. they'll get stronger. Something, but it's very crucial mm-hmm. that that process in their development of opening up the egg, you know, pushing out of it yeah. and then getting out. And if someone helps them, it, it really, really hurts them. They can, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's the same kind of thing where they have to experience that, um, that trial, mm-hmm. I guess, for their own good. Yeah. It's all part of your perspective in growth, you know, mm-hmm. even, um, with that, like if, yeah, if the bird had never broken out of that egg, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be as strong as it needs to be to live the life that it needs to or that yeah. it's going to uh, and I think that that's consistent with human life too because we all we all have these like bad things that happen to us you know mm. like life is an endless test of uh, things that can happen and they're either out of your control or or whatever but it's all reaction based at that point so you know I heard a really uh, great story last night it was this guy is going along uh, in, in his day, right? And he gets hit by a car. And there's two people uh, as bystanders that, that recognize it. And one guy is just like, wow, how could, how could somebody do that? How could you hit somebody and just drive off like that? The guy that hit him drove off. And the other guy goes onto the scene and he starts helping the guy. And he says like, wow, what a blessing that I'm like right here. And I'm able to help you and like that you have people around that witnessed this, that mm. were able to help you. And it's, it's kind of like that perfect idea of like, here's a bad situation, but the perspective that can be taken by either of the individuals is really what makes it a good or a bad situation. In right. the end. There's a, a teacher named Wayne Dyer and he wrote a book yeah. called change your thoughts, change your life. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's all about that perspective of, the way that you see things and the way that you perceive things changes the things that you see. Mm-hmm. There's scientific experiments around uh, the idea of observed particles um, changing given the observation right. of the particle. So it's like there's this very reactionary and reactive field that we all lived in, live in of life. And we have a lot more effect over that than we think. And just that kind of idea coming through yeah back to the idea of the song is that you always have this choice uh there's always the choice between fear or love
So open hearts, um, kind of, these all kind of play along the same theme. Um, I actually wrote that song at our old house. We had a couple sheds on the property we were renting, and one of them had a desk and a chair in it, and I would go up there and just write and just play music. And uh, I was up there one day, and the clouds were rolling in. It's like kind of one of the more literal songs that I have because the clouds were rolling in. It was starting to get kind of gray, and it was just like... It made me think that even on on the same idea of like there's a storm front coming in and like I love the rain, you know, I love this idea of like the rain falling and like cleansing the earth around the mountains especially. Yeah. And um <clears throat> it was just kind of like just opening to that idea of like things changing, storms coming in and out and just like seeing it all through a lens of love and seeing it all through uh peace and growth and and trying to work with all these circumstances regardless of what what they are seeing the rain as something to be welcomed not mm-hmm. dreaded yeah and like the rain is like just like a, a life-giving principle so it's like like love is a very life-giving principle but we have to open ourselves to it to be able to perceive it and and use it in a good way that mm-hmm. You know, there's all these concepts of love of like, oh, well, it's going to be so romantic and we're going to fall in love and go and do all yeah. this. But it's a lot of hard work, actually, Yeah. because you have to dig up your own your own roots and your own blocks to allowing that into your life. Right. And, and I say allow a lot because it is. It's really just uh, there's all these ah, so much resistance. Everybody like. Yeah. Everybody has resistance to it. And even the word love can be a trigger for people because they've probably been hurt yeah. or there's been a situation where they've opened themselves up and someone has like taken that as a, a bad time to hurt them, you know, or, or whatever. And it's just forgiveness is a huge concept that I like to work with because mm-hmm. it's you're never going to grow without being able to forgive like yeah. yourself or your past or people that have hurt you or, yeah. or any of these things. More from Nick in just a few moments. Uh, I want to remind you to go to his Facebook page especially. I think is the best place you can see where he's playing around town. He plays around the Asheville and Western North Carolina area. And he also goes a little farther out sometimes. And I think that's going to increase as he becomes even more popular. After being on here, of course. I'm just going to spell his last name for you. It's Nick is his first name, N-I-C-K. G-O-N-N-E-R-I-N-G music.com or search Nick Gonnering uh, on the internet, social media. Same thing. Hi, this is Melise Elliott and you're listening to Western North Carolina Original Music.
Okay, so The Calling is a song that I wrote uh, after we had moved here, my wife and I, to North Carolina. And um, we were really starting to open ourselves up to the community around here because I need to as a musician to really bring people together for shows or whatever. Um, But really, I mean, we just started meeting amazing people right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Like, moved here and there was this community that just started building around us. And um, what we noticed and what I noticed personally through that is that there was this like calling to dig up all this old stuff and and take care of it so it's not like living in my present or like having these trails from my past that call in and there's there's always like countless volumes of self-work that you can do to like help make yourself better in that way but the calling is really like this area and the people that i've met around here are all so wonderful and thank you yeah (laughs) You're welcome. No, thank you. This, the mountains in the area too, they just like call these things out of mm. you that are like, you don't need that anymore. You don't need to hold on mm. to that. So you, like maybe you, you think maybe you weren't in a, like a geographical location before where maybe you could, maybe you couldn't do that or it wasn't as easy. Yeah. This the actual geographic location. And, and like you said, the people, mm-hmm. but moving to this geographic location allowed that to, yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah, like the mountains are, I always say that the mountains around here are very wise mm-hmm. and they kind of just hug you, you know, they're, it's like you're taken care of around here. So you feel uh, open and free to express yourself in ways that maybe you didn't feel comfortable with before or yeah. um, you weren't able to really like pen down before because maybe, you know, like for me, I was back in a place that I had grown up. So, um, being there, you have people that know you and they have a perception of you right. and you kind of get put into a, a box in a way. Right. And, and it's nothing like ill-intended, but... Right. It's natural. It's, human, yeah. Human nature, but... People know you, you know, yeah. so they make up assumptions about your life and then hold you to those. And then you may change, 10 years mm-hmm. may go by, and those may still be the same. So every interaction that you're having then is geared around what people know of you and like the framework that they see you in. And you might do the same thing unintentionally or unconsciously where you might have a group of people that you know Mm -hmm. and there might be things that you get from people here Mm. because you don't know them and you're learning about them. So if if you've known someone since they were 10, at 30 years old, they're a different person. But somewhere in the back of your mind for 20 years, you've been assigning them uh, attributes, which might not be true. Yeah, but it's hard to overcome that, and then they know that they sense that, mm-hmm. and so they're not going to come and say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I write a lot of poetry. You might not yeah. know, know that, but uh, right, yeah. I'd like to share it with you." You'd be like, "No, you're the guy who used to pick his nose, and you know." So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, that's an extreme example, but <laughs> no. But seriously, though, it, it's a very structured thing that we have yeah. with the people around us. We think that we know these people, and and it actually it stifles them from being who they actually are you know uh so when we moved here it was like totally free form like you go Mm -hmm. out and do whatever you want to do you lose all sense of relativity around you and and you're just able to listen to yourself and and heed the calling if you would
was a song that I wrote in that shed that I was talking about um, and so the story is that in I would say like ancient times but that seems archaic so like in the early Roman times uh, the artist was viewed as a channel for the muse and they believed that the muse was like living in the walls of the studio of all the artists. Mm-hmm. So what happened was there was 
a time where the artists couldn't really take full credit for their work. Because if they did, it would be uh, like an egocentric kind mm. of uh, thing. So all mm. art became uh, really like a spiritual and like a holy endeavor, you mm. know? And it was like whispered through the muses to the, the creator, if you would. And then your artist's hand writes it down or paints it or does whatever. Mm. So that song was really written in that sense of like, I went up to that shed one day and I was just sitting in there and I was like, I'm going to write something today. I want to write a song. So I sat down and I just started playing that, that riff, that dun, 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 uh, the opening riff for it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it just evolved from there. It was like something was just working through me to write this song. And I, mm-hmm. I actually I felt that energy very clearly that... There was something that just wanted to express something through me. I don't know exactly yeah. how to put it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of dialed into the muse. and You felt that dynamic that was mm-hmm. that you were describing from Romatons? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much easier to write that way, actually, uh, because you don't have this judgment of yourself. You know, it's, It makes it very easy to make art without judging because sometimes you'll write a line... And you're like, ah, no, that's crap. I gotta, I gotta think of something better. Yeah. And you're like constantly like kind of belittling yourself and making it so that your music is never like as good as you think it should be. Yeah. Um, but when you do it in a non-subjective way like that, you're just writing, and whatever happens happens, and then you kind of like tweak it afterwards if the mm. if the phrasing isn't right or whatever. But yeah, that song is all. It, it's all inspired by the idea of like staying connected to your muse and staying out of your own way. You don't want to get in the way of your own creative process through your judgment. Okay, that's part one of uh, Nick Gonnering. Should have another part coming out in a few weeks. I want to thank Nick for letting me come to his house and record. It was, of course, terrible weather, as it always is when I record someone, but we made the best of it and. He sounded really good. Again, go look for Nick on Facebook and Instagram to find out where he's playing next. He plays several shows a week sometimes, but he always has it listed far in advance so you can know where to see him and go to nickgonneringmusic.com to keep up with all that. I want to thank James Nolan of the Is That Movie Still Good podcast for the intro. So go check out his podcast Look for it wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to sign up for Western North Carolina Original Music. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Go listen to it on Spotify, everywhere. Basically, just search Google for WNC Original Music, and something that you are familiar with will pop up that contains the podcast. That's it for now. Have a good week. Oh, go get it. Go get it.